The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Around a quarter of American women are affected by pelvic floor disorders. Uh, Tonight, for our Vagina Dialogues, we will focus on when sex hurts and why does it hurt and what are these pelvic pain uh, disorders or pelvic floor disorders that can cause women uh, a lot of discomfort and pain during sex. Tonight we'll have a couple of experts in studio who can uh, talk about pelvic pain and the treatment. We're going to focus especially on the treatment for pelvic pain. But first, let's take a look at the inbox. Make a connection anytime at 514 800. And lots of people like to send me emails, and that's fine too. Now you can send them to me to laurie at drlaurie.com. So, the first uh, segment of the show, I'm going to answer some of the general questions related to sexuality and uh, relationships. And then after that, we will jump right into female sexual health and focus uh, and focus on that. Does it, although, you can send me any questions uh, during uh, the hour, and I can always answer them towards the end of the show. Um, I work in a pharmacy and have noticed that many women buy products for vaginal infections. I was wondering if these could be caused by poor male hygiene, especially of men who are not circumcised. I myself have suffered constant nonspecific vaginal infections from day one after getting married. I was a virgin when I married, and my husband is not circumcised. Also, could oral sex, the mouth is full of bacteria, be a factor too? A comment would be appreciated. Uh, I, I believe you're right, especially when it comes to yeast infections, which are rather common. So if a woman has a yeast infection, usually, especially if her partner is uncircumcised, the partner has to be treated as well because it gets passed back and forth. And in uncircumcised males, the yeast tends to um, be more present because it needs like yeast needs a moist environment in which to grow. And uh, you will find this more in uncircumcised men and obviously vaginas, which are, you know, moist for that kind of growth. So um, when it comes to oral sex, I haven't really heard of this creating any vaginal infections. Maybe some women might be more sensitive. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, aside from like herpes being passed on or, or something like that, if somebody has a herpes on the lips, then yes, uh, like on their, on their uh, mouth, then it can be passed on to, uh, to the vagina. But I do believe that some women are more prone to yeast infections and more prone to uh, bacterial vaginosis for no apparent uh, or obvious reasons. They just are. So, uh, let's see. Another question. I am a 25-year-old guy that has been in a relationship for the past six years with the same uh, girl. Recently, she confessed to me that she was very happy with me, but in the sex department, she wonders sometimes how it would be with another man. So I'm assuming, uh, oh, I was her first and only lover. Is this normal? I think it's perfectly normal because as humans, aren't we 
naturally curious creatures. Um, but keep in mind that simply because someone wonders or occasionally thinks about that doesn't mean that it's something they absolutely want to do. You shouldn't be jealous of her thoughts. They're only thoughts. They're not actions. And also remember that monogamy is a choice. It's a choice one makes. And I have met plenty of couples who have had very little sexual experience outside of their, their one partner who have very satisfying sex lives and don't feel that they have missed out or, or they aren't seeking it out uh, elsewhere. They are happy with the partner that, that they're with and they also have made that choice. So it's not, for some people, that choice is not a simple choice or an easy choice to make. And for others, it's a little bit easier. But in terms of curiosity, I think that's, uh, that's perfectly normal. I'm a 30-year-old male in good health. I am currently in a new relationship with a woman and have found myself in a position where I am unable to satisfy her. To be more descriptive, I am unable to get an erection. I've now become very discouraged and depressed to a point that I'm considering ending the relationship. I do not believe the problem is mechanical, but rather psychological. I feel that I have a barrier that I simply cannot break down. As I'm sure you can imagine, I'm very sensitive about discussing this with my friends or family. Where can I go uh, to get help? So you, you seem to have pretty uh, good insight, but before you get rid of your partner, please get help because this is not about your partner. This is about you. We have to find out why. Are you anxious? Are you, um, do you feel anxious around your performance? Do you uh, usually get this anxious in an, in a new relationship? Sometimes when you're in a new relationship with someone you really care about, there's more pressure on the person to, uh, to be perfect or to be uh, great in bed or to impress or what have you. This can cause a lot of performance anxiety. I'd be curious to know about your past relationships if this is a pattern. I'd also be curious to know if um, with masturbation or any other uh, action, any other foreplay, if this also happens or is this just a problem with, uh, with intercourse. This is definitely something you can do something about. Besides, you could go for meds, in other words, like try uh, Viagra or something like that, if it helps to give you more confidence. Because, I mean, physiologically, if you're, if you're getting erections outside of your part with your partner, then you're right. It's not a mechanical problem, but sometimes Viagra and the likes of Viagra are prescribed even for those that are uh, uh, psychological issues because it tends to give men that confidence that they don't have to worry about getting that erection. So it might be something you, you might want to discuss with, uh, with your doctor. Uh, I'd like to ask you a question about uh, vaginal infections. Oh, this is uh, oh similar question. Can you get one from having oral sex? I keep getting infections, and my gynecologist my gynecologist always refers me to an infectious disease doctor. Only I get treated, not my husband. Can he be giving me an infection over and over again? We cannot have sex because the infections get that bad that it hurts to have intercourse. So I don't know what kind of infections you have, whether it's a yeast infection or a bacterial vaginosis, but um, 
certain STIs too. So maybe that's why they've sent you to the infectious disease doctor. If they've done the test and there's there's nothing there, you simply may be prone to these vaginal infections. I, I'm not sure if you are getting it just through oral sex. Are you sure it's through oral sex? Are like are you not having any other kinds of activity? Uh, not through intercourse? Do you use condoms? Not condoms? It can be a yeast infection that can get pass back and forth because sometimes there's no symptoms on on the males. So if you get treated for that, have him be treated uh, as well, as I said. But you should do blood tests just to rule out uh, sexually transmitted uh, infections, and as should he. Of course, if he has one, you'd be questioning, uh, where did he get it? (laughs) And that could open up a whole other can of worms. But Uh, Coming up, we're going to talk about uh, pelvic floor uh, disorders tonight on the program with our pelvic floor physiotherapist as uh, as well with another expert who has developed uh, a treatment option for uh, pelvic floor uh, uh, disorders and pelvic pain as well. That's coming up. Some of them are hairy, some of them are bald, some are kind of scary, and this is what they're called, the A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. The Vagina Dialogues tonight. Did you know that nearly 24% of U.S. women are affected with one or more pelvic floor disorders? And this is a, a report by researchers funded by the National Institutes of Health. And I'm sure the numbers are pretty similar in Canada. The study revealed that the frequency of pelvic floor disorders increases with age, affecting more than 40% of women from 60 to 79 years of age and about 50% of women 80 years and older. Uh, but it affects women of all ages and one of these pelvic floor disorders uh, can cause um, excruciating pain with intercourse. We call it vulvodynia, provoked vulvodynia. There's a couple of uh, vulvar vestibulitis, a few names for it that your doctor may have uh, uh, given you for that. Uh, Tonight, we are joined by uh, Laura, Laura Schaefer, who is a pelvic floor physiotherapist, and she will talk certainly about the treatment for uh, pelvic floor disorders. But we're also joined on the line by Tara Langdale. She is um, a, a law, she suffered for many years from pain, pelvic pain, uh, pain with intercourse. And from that grew a company, grew um, a treatment option. Uh, she's here to tell us her story. Tara, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Lori. My pleasure. So, uh, Tara, first of all, tell us your story, like how you suffered, how what process you went through, how you discovered what it was. Well, um, it, it started in about 2009, and I started having pain at the entrance of the opening during intercourse, but I wasn't a stranger to pain because I had already had about four or five surgeries for endometriosis at that point, my first surgery at 11 years old um, due to a cyst causing torsion and and, um, actually cutting off the blood supply to my left ovary. So that was, 
at the age of 11, which is kind of unheard of. Right. So I, it was very hard for me to decipher what the pain was for. I also had a uh, cyst removed in my vaginal canal. So, you know, I thought it might be scar tissue from that. I wasn't sure. So it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And, um, you know, over the next couple years in 2011, I was getting married. Or, excuse me, 2013, I was getting married. And it got to the point that year where I couldn't have intercourse at all. And I had gone to the doctor, you know, my, my gynecologist, and and he, he delivers babies all day. He doesn't deal with a lot of pelvic floor right. disorders. He was very upfront. He didn't know what it was. And I said, well, like, can, can you ask other physicians? So he said he talked to six <laughs> other doctors, and he wasn't sure. Oh, no. But he never told me the name. Okay. And then I went to a pelvic specialist in town, he did not give me a name. He did not examine me. And oh he said gosh. to cut out the part that hurts or put you on antidepressants. Oh but my. I still didn't oh have a goodness. name. Mm-hmm. So I was searching online and I saw Virginia and I was like, that is what I have. Mm-hmm. 100% hands down. And they say, you know, you don't know what causes it, but a lot of us have the same things. We have IBS. We have stomach issues. We have, I have chronic hives. I also have a lower back injury from a car accident and I've had surgery and I was fine before that and as that worsened and in 2011 I had back surgery everything got worse Mm. so I feel like mine I probably caused by my back injury because I do have pudental neuralgia as well I'm very aware of that so we know we do know that it's a nerve pain disorder we we know we know that but your story the fact that you you know six doctors nobody could tell you what it was I have that experience often in my office with women who finally want to see a sex therapist or somebody who specializes in sexuality and you know I just hear the symptoms and I said, Oh, it sounds like vulvodynia. And they're like, you're the first person to mm-hmm. put a name to it. Well, how do I don't understand? How do they not know? They must see this. If a quarter of women are suffering in this way at some point, they must see it. So that leaves a lot of women very frustrated. Oh, it's, you know, I talk to women and I don't diagnose anybody on the phone, but I say, I have a lot of people that call me and go, I read this condition on your site. Do you think I have this? And I, you know, I said, tell me your symptoms. Okay, research this, this, and this, and bring it to your doctor. So I don't diagnose anybody, Mm -hmm. but I I start talking about things and pelvic floor physical therapy, which is absolutely amazing, and no one knows about it. I know. That's why we have a pelvic floor physiotherapist every month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they say I've learned... Even something as simple as vaginal atrophy due to menopause, yep. I can talk 10 minutes. In 10 minutes, they say they learn more from me. And I'm 34. I haven't even gone through <laughs> menopause yet than they have from their physician. And it's sad. Yeah, it yeah. is. You know? It is sad because it leaves a lot of women out like feeling hopeless. By the time they get to me, they're pretty hopeless. They mm-hmm. feel very hopeless. Uh, their situation is not because we can help them, but they they really feel like misunderstood. Uh, it's it's wreaked havoc into their relationships emotionally. They can come in as basket cases because just because of this and the frustration of going from doctor to doctor and not uh, and not coming up with anything like help, like get rid of this. How do I, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I certainly hear uh, your struggles with all this, but you turned it into something amazing. What did uh, tell us about that? 
So in my research, I, in, you know, all we do with pelvic pain is, and pain one, of course, is we're on Google. That's all we do all night long, every day. And we're, <laughs> nobody's helping us at the doctor. We don't know about pelvic floor physical therapy. The only Dr. So Google helps. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, this is when Google does help. One of the other times it doesn't help, it makes things worse. Right. This is that. It can actually be helpful. So I... um was looking and I saw a paragraph and it had fibromyalgia and vulvodynia in the same paragraph, like mm-hmm. unknown nerve pain. Because you've got to realize this was back in 2013, so you know we've got we've we've come pretty far with you know vulvodynia and awareness and things like that. But in the past, because back then there I think there's only two articles on the internet about vulvodynia that I could find, you know, like actual implications right. or things right. like that. So. I saw vulvodynia, though, and fibromyalgia in the same sentence, and a light bulb went off because my mom had fibromyalgia in 1996, and that's back when everybody's like, it's in your head, it's this, like they're telling right. us, like, vulvodynia now is in our head. Not, not so, true. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is not true, and I, I gave my mother shots at age 11. I That's when I had my surgery, too. It was the same year. She had fibromyalgia. She was laying in bed. There was no Lyrica. There was nothing like that then and this other lady she met had um used magneodymium magnetic therapy a sleep system on her bed um and taped these neodymium static magnets onto her neck because that's where it bothered her the most and so my mom started doing this and my mom was in bed for nine months and then it made her feel so much better it was, oh, wow. she couldn't drive she could drive again when I was 11, I drove everywhere for my mother. I had the steering wheel because she couldn't put her arms up on the steering wheel. Wow. So I was driving. Mm-hmm. So I remember the magnets helped my mom. And so I'm going to put them in a dilator to help me. So I got some hollow dilators and I put some neodymium magnets inside. What are they? What, what yeah. ki- uh, Can you explain that kind of magnets they are? It's a, Yeah. So there's a, only one kind. Well, there's certain magnets that are used in, say, an MRI machine. And then any type of magnetic therapy product that um, is a static magnet is, needs to be a neodymium magnet, which is the type of magnet that they've used for thousands of years in the healing process. Oh. And then you only want to use the, the negative side of the magnet, which is actually the north side of the magnet. Okay. So it sounds negative, but it's actually positive. Positive because <laughs> it's going to help you. Okay. So it's a specific magnet called a neodymium magnet. And, um, and so I put them inside the dilator and I started using it and I, I couldn't have intercourse at all. The pain was excruciating. I have vulvar vestibulitis. So, which is, you know, a subset of vulvodynia. So I used the dilator for two weeks and I was like, I was feeling about like 50, 60% better. I'm like, okay, wow, I'm getting somewhere with this. And then I started, and this is all with no pelvic floor physical therapy help, no help whatsoever, because right. I didn't even know it existed, nothing. Just to put, then, uh, Tara, just uh, I just want to, in case our listeners don't know what a dilator is, mm-hmm. uh, we can maybe explain uh, what dilators are. Would you like yeah, to do that? Yeah, which is good, because mm-hmm. a lot of people would look at them and think that they're a vibrator or a dildo, which right. they're not. Um, they're usually a cylindrical tube-like you know, they might look like a vibrator, but you're going to, the difference is, is it's usually a lightweight plastic or silicone. And I can explain the difference between the two because there's pros and cons of each. Um, and there's going to be graduated sizes. So you can right. use a dildo, but you need 
to have the other sizes to keep stretching, which you don't get. You don't buy a set of dildos. So you actually need a five of them, right. or you need a combo set. It depends on which condition that you right. have. Tara, we're but, gonna um, Tara, we're gonna just take a break for our news, but hang out with okay. us a little longer, and uh, right. you will tell us about the company you started, Vuva Tech. So, in during our break, people can check it out at Vuva uh, V U V A Tech T E C H dot com, and you can see a picture of what we're talking about in terms of the dilators. Uh, so, and we'll continue our discussion with Tara Langdale and Laura Schaefer, our pelvic floor physiotherapist. And- Some of them are hairy, some of them are bald, some are kind of scary, and this is what they're called. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Tonight, it's the Vagina Dialogues. In studio with me is Laura Schaefer. She's a pelvic floor physiotherapist. Uh, our uh, usual gynecologist uh, is uh, on call early, early in the morning, so she couldn't make it. Uh, she's got a lot of babies we miss to you, deliver. Jackie. Yes. <laughs> but she's got to go deliver those babies. Uh, but we do have uh, Tara Langdale. She's the president of Vuva Tech. Uh, so you can check it out, vuvatech.com. Um, a woman who has suffered who suffered a long time with uh, vulvar pain, vulvodynia, and discovered um, through her own experiences that using a certain kind of magnet could help uh, decrease the pain during intercourse. Tara, I have a, a, maybe you can answer this from one of our texters. How do you spell the name of the magnets? What do they look like? And how do you use them? And where can you get them? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, a neodymium magnet that you can use for pain is going to be a hard magnet. So if you think of a bendable refrigerator magnet, that's not a neodymium magnet, which some people will sell products saying that they're healing magnets, but they're not if they can bend. So it's usually um, a a hard magnet, and how you spell it is N-E-O-D-Y. Wait, I got to think about it because it's hard. (laughs) M-I-U-M. M-I-U-M, yeah. D-O-D-Y. Wait, I always spell it. Neodymium. D-Y-M-I-U-M. D-Y-M-I-U-M. Neodymium magnet. D-Y-M-I-U-M. Right. So they're inserted. So, all right. So just to uh, recap a little bit. uh, So you created a line of dilators, which... Uh, and Laura and I were just talking about this because she uses dilators in uh, as a pelvic floor physiotherapist, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You had a question about them. that. Yeah. Hi, Tara. Hi. Um, thanks for coming on. Um, yes. So I was saying, uh, Laurie and I were talking about how frequently I use them in my practice, obviously, and the benefit to uh, chronic vaginal pain conditions and how successful we've had many successful outcomes using the dilators. Um, mm-hmm. My question was... I've never tried your product or a product with these magnets and what you find the biggest difference. So the, uh, the biggest difference that I found, because then I tried dilators without, yeah. because I wanted to see and I started doing all, and then, right. and, the, and what I hear from my patients is when you put the dilator in, the pain decreases quicker. So say 
the, the like the muscles are relaxing quicker and the blood flow is coming quicker than when you use when you don't use the magnet the neodymium magnetic dilators. So when I put the dilators in, it was maybe uncomfortable for ten minutes, but with the neodymium magnet, it became more comfortable after three minutes. So oh, that's like okay. because dilators are going to work, right? Yeah. No matter what. You know, well, they should be. Hopefully, they work. Yes, you if know? you're instructed properly and you're doing them yeah. right, they should be give you a successful outcome. Yes, or help. So, then, what's the um, explanation for why then? What What are those magnets doing to decrease the pain? Okay, and one one more thing that I want to say too, because this will lead into the next. More lubrication with these dilators than the ones without which I didn't realize as much until my customer started telling me. But I've helped about 20, 25,000 women at this point. Oh, wow. So I have people emailing me saying, I stopped my estrogen because I'm, like, mm. these dilators, I'm, you know, creating so much natural lubrication now and things. So when you look at the reason why magnets work, there's different theories on why neodymium magnets work, and it is a, First, it started back in Chinese medicine, and it is considered integrative or a holistic. But you can look at their studies that it helps um, with the viscosity of the blood, thinning out the blood, or blood perfusion with the skin. So say you put, you, there's a study out there where you put two um, fake magnets on two of your fingers and then on your fingertips, and then one neodymium magnet on another one you can actually see it's going to be redder. It creates more blood flow to the area. Wow. And then they say, yeah, so they, they're like, well, it's because of the iron in the blood. They say that it helps create blood flow because it, it kind of stirs things up in that area. There isn't a – there are studies done on PubMed and um, things like that that talk about the, the blood perfusion and things like that. But there isn't anything out there that says this is what it does and we know 100% because I feel like, I mean, I have a clinical trial on mine that's done through our hospital, and the results are amazing, and you can go to vuvatech.com and read it um, with 11 patients because it, it was really hard to find patients because this was back in 2014. Right. We tried to find people that knew they had vulvodynia, which is no mm-hmm. one at that time, <laughs> yes. that hadn't had treatment that weren't on antidepressants, that didn't use lidocaine. Mm -hmm. It was literally impossible to find clinical trial subjects. So out of the 24 we found that took over a year, only 11 finished. Because if you don't do the protocol properly, then you can't use your data. And it was a double-blind placebo study. They never knew the magnets existed in them until after. Mm. Um, But it helped so much that I couldn't deny that I couldn't deny that I had to start a company to help people because it, it changed my life. It's literally all I needed. Do I have vulvodynia? Yes. Still, yes. 100% mm-hmm. I have vulvodynia. Do I say it's going to make it go away? Some people it has. It didn't mine. But guess what? I can have sex now, and right. it hurts about 5%, 5 to 10% because I have that, you know, that raw spot at the 6 o'clock right. that everybody's very familiar with. Exactly. So it changed my life, and the testimonials I get are so amazing. I love what I do and and but, I just keep going and it and it it just works and it's great and I love helping people. Turning your pain into helping others is uh is wonderful also. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. so if people want to get more information, uh I, I guess they can go to the website and you've got lots of information up there as to how they work and where they can get them and all that. 
Yeah, and there's a clinical trial we do ship uh, to Canada. We do ship worldwide as well. We ship all over the world. All right. Cool. Great. Well, I want to thank you for your time with us and uh, sharing your story and your uh, your expertise after all these years developing uh, developing this product and for helping women. Oh, you're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. And one more thing, too. We do have pelvic floor PT locator on there as well for Canada and the U.S. Oh, great. Actually, oh, very many nice. many different locators. So that's kind of neat because people don't really know where to find them. You know, so we have a whole list of locators on there right, as well. Right, right. Well, very we're good. fortunate. We have quite a few in Montreal, which uh, is wonderful that we have. Uh, and we talk a lot about it. So people are, are starting to really know that uh, pelvic floor physiotherapist is the way to go. Like it really is a, a necessity and a must in, in treating all pelvic floor disorders for sure. So I this agree. will help. This will be one added thing that will speed up the process really is what, we, uh, what we've learned tonight. And it's tonight. great because it's safe. It's safe. There's no side effects. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not medication, safe. right? Mm-hmm. And it's something that, again, it's something women can practice with and it's it's like it's dilators with an added uh, an added benefit to it. So it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thanks again. Yeah. Thanks, Tara. Thanks, Tara. Thanks for having me. Right. Have a great night. Thank you. You too. And that's Tara Langdale, the president of Vuva Tech, V-U-V-A-T-E-C-H. Uh, coming up with Laura Schaefer, our pelvic floor physiotherapist, and myself will answer um, a few questions and have a look at what are some of the other causes of painful sex in women. That's next. Some of them are hairy, some of them are bald, some are kind of scary, and this is what they're called. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. The Vagina Dialogues tonight. In studio with me is Laura Schaefer. She's a pelvic floor uh, physiotherapist. Well, it was an interesting conversation with Tara. Anything you want to add to what she uh, contributed tonight? Yeah, that was really interesting. And I think the first thing that was discussed was just the prevalence of of, um, pelvic floor pain and disorders and how many women are just silently suffering out there. And that we just need to do a better job of getting these women the proper care. Women need to be talking. We need to start sharing information because that's how women know that that what they're dealing with is is common but not normal, and how right. to seek out the right help. It's so, just it's very difficult when these women who do take care yeah. of themselves go to the doctor Absolutely. and get told, "Sorry, it's in your head," <sighs> or "Here's an antidepressant," yeah. or or what have you. When they know very well it's not in their something's head, something's going on. Pain and is pain. Yeah, and when they see the same thing happens, I have probably ninety percent of the chronic pelvic pain conditions that I see have all have been to numerous specialists before they see me. Right. And sometimes they've come with a diagnosis because they finally found the right one that was like, you need to see pelvic floor physio because you have this. Or some come to me as like the 10th person to try to help them. And it's like, yes, here's what's going on. Right. I so I, I really encourage, yeah, yeah, you as well. And I really encourage that's where pelvic floor physio can be so helpful because we're going to sit there and listen to the whole story, but then we're also going to physically examine everything head to toe and also look at all those areas, what provokes the pain, feel the muscles, um, and test everything um, external and internal. So we do that full exam to figure out where the pain is. 
and and it's a very extensive exam right. that and often then, is missed elsewhere. Right. Ex- well, and, and doctors don't They don't, don't have do the that. time they and they don't the do it properly. Most times people say, wow, that's the most comprehensive examination I've ever had and checked and everything. It's like, well, yes, because right. I'm going to check every single muscle and and right. um, and everything, reflexes, sensation, tone, you know, so there's lots of right. things. Um, so I also wanted to add as well, dilators are extremely helpful and pelvic floor physios we use them all the time we recommend them but I would say it's not the kind of product you want to just buy yourself without some type of guidance or advice right um so even if you're really interested in the product she was selling and and talking about and you want to purchase them it's still a good idea to buy those but then find yourself a pelvic floor physio who then you can take them to and he can guide you through what size you should be using the position you should be using them in Uh, Many women that are having vaginal pain, these are chronic pain conditions. They're not just something that's acutely happened over a few days. They're often something these women have been dealing with for a long time. There's a lot of anxiety, years years. pain, Mm -hmm. and that needs to be treated itself as part of everything. So breathing, relaxing other muscles first so that we can gain proper access to the muscles in the pelvic floor and the vagina. The dilator is not going to be helpful if everything else around in the thighs and the the, um, abdominals, even the breathing, everything. If that's all tight, you're not going to be able to properly use that dilator around the vaginal muscles um, to do what it should do. And that's where the pelvic floor physio can guide you through all of this and tell you step-by-step what needs to happen, what position's best for you. And because obviously dilators, you can be using them in a semi-sit position. You can try them laying down. um, And they would try them in the office with you anyway. Oh my goodness. Like you teach them how to use them. You bring those and we go through everything. It's like you're... Yeah, one-on-one. Your own personal, uh, yeah. Everything. That's (laughs) our job. That is the job. (laughs) We answer all those questions. There's not one question that's a bad question. We're there to help show you how to use these things. And again, maybe it's just one visit, but it's um, very important. Right. Yeah. I have no doubt in my mind it is the 100% I insist when I see... Uh, pelvic pain, anybody who comes in with painful intercourse, that they also work with a pelvic floor physiotherapist. At the same time as we're dealing with the psychological aspect, which of course there often is because of the emotional distress that's been caused by it, the relationship issues that have come up because of the the painful intercourse and all of that. I just wanted to talk about some of the uh, causes of painful sex in women that uh, we've talked about here on the show, but I just want to list them up because maybe there's some things that you can relate to uh, that you've experienced, and it's like might be a light bulb moment for you. But vaginismus, which is a rather common condition, which is the involuntary spasm in the vaginal muscles, sometimes can be simply caused by fear, but that eventually can cause. Uh, because it's an involuntary spasm, when a, a entry goes in or there's attempted entry, it hurts because it's like hitting. Uh, feels people say it's like hitting a brick wall. Uh, so that's a one of those conditions. Vaginal infections, you know, can uh, ye- chronic yeast infections, bacterial vaginosis. We've uh, talked a lot about that on on the show as well. Uh, some people have problems with uh, the cervix, the opening to um, the uterus. Sometimes there's problems with the uterus, like fibroids. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you deal with people with who have fibroids as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. And you have to think the uterus has a muscle around the muscular wall, the all those structures in there. Um, are surrounded by muscles that can then 
cause dysfunction around those organs. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Endometriosis, problems with the ovaries, pelvic inflammatory disease, someone who's had an ectopic pregnancy, menopause is another, um, might be where the, you know, where the vaginal lining uh, loses its moisture, becomes dry, can make sex painful as well. Um, if you have intercourse too soon after surgery or childbirth, this can cause uh, some chronic pain, some sexually transmitted diseases. Also, uh, there could be an injury to the vagina or the vulva, which could be from childbirth, from a, a, a cut that was made there. Uh, or tearing during childbirth, and of course, vulvodynia, which is uh, what we talked about um, with Tara, which, of course, we don't really know what the causes are. We know that it's related to nerves. Uh, We just, it's a chronic, really, it's a chronic pain uh, disorder. Now, I have one question for you, Laura. Maybe mm-hmm. you have an answer for this. I was wondering why after I orgasm, I have to pee almost every 20 to 30 minutes for the next few hours, generally three to four hours. It's really annoying. So in that case, with that question, I'd be curious to ask a few more few more things. If she has any pain, uh, the frequency at which she's going to the washroom, those are a few things I'd be interested in knowing. Or so every 30 minutes for a few hours. So after, after the orgasm, right. I would... my first would think it's related to muscle okay and because oftentimes after intercourse there's a huge surge of blood flow and and muscular contraction and then there's that sort of moment where you have that that calm Mm -hmm. and then often people with spasm or or muscle dysfunction the muscles will then seize back up again around Ah. so in this case it could be muscles around her bladder that are now tight because of all the blood flow and activity it could be uterus could also be around the urethra or more the pelvic floor okay so certainly would uh that would that would be what would come to my mind right. there. So would, uh, in this case, you could, uh, seeing a pelvic floor physiotherapist just might to help check. to determine And even dilators, what, what we've been talking about, could be helpful to help relax those muscles as well, or just even Makes some breathing sense. and relaxation techniques after the intercourse. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Laura, thank you so much for thank being Thank you for having us. me. So Laura Schaefer, pelvic floor physiotherapist. And if you want a referral to a pelvic floor physiotherapist, well, if you go on the vuvatech.com, she's got a listing there of uh, physios who uh, practice specific specifically this and there's a Capino Physio and Wellness Center as well and there's a few other places in the city where you can get some really good uh, really good help too. Uh, that's it for our Vagina Dialogue tonight. If you have any questions, uh, there are some left over here, uh, which I think I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to send an email to uh, Dr. Madar, who's our gynecologist, to answer some of these and I'll get back to you, I promise, as soon as I get an answer. Uh, for that. Otherwise, I'll answer your questions uh, tomorrow evening at the beginning of the uh, of the program. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with us. Uh, and thanks to our technical producer, Brian Kalisar. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com, where you can send me your questions uh, via email. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. Just dance. Give it.